The country of Indonesia. Do they like me in Indonesia? 100% confident Indonesia will prevail. Hello and welcome to the Talking Indonesia podcast. I'm your host Dave McRae from the University of Melbourne's Asia Institute and in today's Policy in Focus episode of Talking Indonesia, I'm joined by the Rector of Universitas Gajamada, Professor Panut Muliono, to discuss Indonesian universities and their international research collaboration. Both the Indonesian government and universities have sought to increase the international outlook of the sector in recent years through proposals to increase the number of foreign staff working in Indonesian universities and by tying pay and promotion to international publications, for example. But there's also been disquiet overseas about the restrictions and penalties imposed by Indonesia's 2019 science and technology law and how those may affect research within the country. How Indonesian universities are navigating this environment and what they are seeking from international collaboration are among the issues I discussed with Professor Panut today. We'll also delve into whether Indonesian universities face the sort of scrutiny and debate currently playing out in Australia over perceived foreign interference via research collaborations, especially with Chinese institutions. Episodes in the Policy and Focus series of Talking Indonesia are supported by the Knowledge Sector Initiative, or KSI, a partnership between the Australian and Indonesian governments that aims to improve the use of evidence in development policymaking. Policy and Focus episodes appear periodically in alternate weeks to regular Talking Indonesia episodes. Pak Panut, thanks so much for joining us on Talking Indonesia today. You're welcome, Pak Dev. Uh, I'm very happy <laughs> to have meeting with you virtually, yeah, to talk about the higher education, yeah, and collaboration. And it's a great pleasure to have you on the Talking Indonesia podcast. Now, could I start by asking you just a general question? I mean, overall, how international in outlook is the higher education sector in Indonesia? Yeah, I believe that the uh, Indonesian higher education is quite open to international interaction. And we know that we cannot live alone. Problem that uh, we face in Indonesia uh, made of whack others uh, outside of Indonesia and of course vice versa. Uh, so solution for one issues may come from different places and education is there uh, to help people understand uh, the need to interact with others from uh, different background. Uh, this understanding can only happen if uh, the students are internationally exposed and higher education uh, should facilitate. This makes us realize that uh, education should also embrace international norms. Uh, so, uh, yes, I think that Indonesia higher education is quite international in outlook. And what are some of the features of that international outlook in Indonesian universities, perhaps in your own university, Universitas Gajamada in particular? I can say that international collaboration is very important yeah, for our university, but I cannot say that it is our top priority 
and uh, we balance between national and international collaboration and uh, UGM. Uh, we have a strong effort to have uh, international collaboration, yeah, or internationalization of Universitas Gajah Mada because, of course, we believe that uh, international collaboration will speed up our improvement because we can learn from other parties, our partner uh, overseas. Have there been particular areas of research that have been priorities for UGM in international collaboration or, or how has the university planned its collaboration with foreign institutions? Yes, of course, because Indonesia is very rich yeah, in natural resources, not only our minerals, but also our biodiversities. So we cannot do for the research by our own countries, yeah, by own uh, universities. So we need partners to speed up the development and to speed up uh, the research in our country yeah, to make faster the utilization of our natural resources for our prosperity. So collaboration among uh, university, especially Universitas Gajah Mada, uh, with our partner overseas is mass. This is my opinion, uh, that collaboration must be speed up to get faster of the development. When you speak about the goals of international collaboration there, students need to be exposed to an international setting. We can't solve problems by ourselves, but need to work on them together, but also speeding up the improvement of research in Indonesia. What has your experience been in working with overseas institutions? Have the partnerships and collaborations helped to achieve those goals? Have there been particular problems that have arisen out of international collaboration for UGM? How would you characterize your experience with collaboration today? Our experience a lot yeah, in the field of collaboration with our partners. For the exposure of our students, of course, we send a lot of our students to take subject with the double degree and others. But we want also to attract a lot of foreign students to Indonesia. And it is not easy because technology development in Indonesia may less yeah, than the developed country like US and some of the European countries, Australia. But uh, we have a uniqueness in Indonesia, our culture and also our nature have uniqueness. Uh, so I think we can appeal much stronger collaboration and the obstacle we to collaborate with the high rank of university over the world. It is also <laughs> also a problem, yeah, because in the collaboration they also want to have a similar level, yeah, in the development of the university, for example, in the QS World University rank. <laughs> if we have no a good rank, of course, <laughs> we can yeah, make the collaboration with the high rank of the university. So 
of course we have a lot of MOU uh, with some of university and the problem is how to realize the MOU through the very uh, real and effective activities it is our problem yeah because most of the university have the willingness to make collaboration but how we design uh, the real activities it is the next step of the collaboration on that point if i look at the indonesian research ecosystem shall we say uh, higher education others is that the indonesian government seems very heavily involved you have this science and technology index center to measure the publication outputs of academics the government has also passed a national system for science and technology law back in 2019 very specifically regulates a lot of aspects of research i guess it raises the question when you say the challenge now is to produce things out of those mous that universities have with foreign partners is it the role of the universities themselves to shape collaboration and set the direction of research or do you see a role for government in doing that as well Of course yeah the government make the uh, regulation for the collaboration in uh, the development of the technology and also when the government uh, make plan to design the regulation they ask the university and of course university give the input how the government should design the uh, regulation for the development of technology and Universitas Gadjah Mada also sent our expert in the design of the regulation to give uh, some uh, suggestion and also to discuss the content of the regulation we also happy with the sinta because uh, the sinta is a facility for us to record the uh, research result of the indonesian and hopefully uh, with the sinta uh, we can record all the research development of indonesia of course uh, we also uh, make the effort that the sinta further uh, can be approved yeah as the international platform for the publication of the uh, research of uh, indonesia Just on Sinta, that science and technology index that records Indonesian academics' publications, early in its application, there was a controversy arose that the top-ranked researchers, according to Sinta, were actually from smaller universities and had not published in prestigious journals, had published things like conference proceedings instead. How do you see Sinta functioning? Is it pushing... Indonesian academics to publish more in high quality international journals or is more tweaking of the system required to achieve that outcome I think Sinta is the step yeah for the record of the research result of Indonesia but the government of uh, Indonesia also push the researchers and lecturers to publish in the international reputable journal for the research result or research work and as for the information that for the lecture in Indonesia to be the uh, professor they have to publish at least one of the research result in 
International Journal Index by Scopus and other higher potable journals. So the government is also push the scientists of Indonesia to publish the research results in the international journal. So uh, we can contribute to the international development of science and technology. It's certainly a, an important aim. In talking about the way that the government is pushing Indonesian institutions, another initiative we've seen from the Indonesian government is this idea of pushing for the recruitment of more foreign academics in Indonesian institutions, even foreign rectors, the leaders of universities for various institutions. That's not unusual overseas. You know, if I think about the University of Melbourne, our vice chancellor, our equivalent of a rector is from the UK. Uh, The dean of my faculty is from the UK and the head of my school is actually an Indonesian, Professor Betty Hadis. But Obviously, the context of university systems in different countries are different. How would you see this proposal to recruit foreign rectors and foreign academics playing out in Indonesia? For my opinion, the development of higher education institutions must be pushed faster. And one idea at that moment when the uh, last cabinet is to invite foreign rectors, I think is one way. But for my opinion, higher education in Indonesia is more complex because the level of the development of the university in Indonesia is very diverse. So it is not easy to lift up all uh, university in uh, Indonesia. I mean, the problem Uh, mostly is uh, the financial support because uh, we have a lot of uh, students but we cannot attract high tuition fee from the student. And also uh, the budget from the government is not big. So the problem, for example, for us in uh, Universitas Gajah Mada, we also need a lot of budget to develop or to buy a sophisticated laboratory equipment, for example. So it is a problem for the higher education in Indonesia. And if we invite foreign rectors and he or she can build very good linkage with others, uh, institution, and make collaboration to create and to develop activities that uh, can give the income. I think it is good, yeah. But if they come uh, with, yeah, not extraordinary plans, yeah, I think it is uh, difficult to make development of the uh, university in Indonesia faster. I think we can try pilot project, for example, from some university with the <laughs> foreign rectors, and we can see and compare with other university in achieving the performance in the development of the university. That financial point that you raise is obviously an important one. Yeah, because the lecturer, the professor, a lot of them have foreign experience. They take the PhD master overseas. So they know 
uh, what happened in the foreign university. But after we come back to Indonesia, we have a lot of plan. We have a lot of intention. But, yeah, but the problem is the limited budget for running uh, our activities. One of the reasons you mentioned the difficulties of collaborating with higher ranked universities, obviously one of the reasons they're higher ranked is because they've been in more affluent societies that have been able to contribute more money to higher education over a very long time. And so I could imagine the sort of salaries you'd need to pay to attract rectors from those sort of institutions, you know, might be better spent on other things in Indonesian institutions at the moment. So I can appreciate what you're saying there. Continuing on on this idea of the framework for collaborating internationally, you mentioned when the government does pass regulations, it consults with the universities. Obviously, a regulation that's got a great deal of attention overseas is that 2019 science and technology law. How involved were universities and, say, UGM in particular in the drafting of that science and technology law? Yes, as I mentioned that the expert from UGM also give suggestion and input for the government in design the regulation. And now the government asked the university in make the collaboration yeah, with our foreign partners also uh, use, obey this uh, regulation. Of course, uh, we follow strictly the regulation, but I believe that we can do the collaboration with our uh, foreign partner. And uh, so far, uh, we have now a big problem with the regulation for us, for our UGM, uh, in making a collaboration with our partner. Do you think collaboration has been easier in a way because of the pandemic for the past two years has meant that foreign researchers haven't been coming to Indonesia, so collaboration has been happening at a distance? Because I know when it comes to traveling to Indonesia for research, there are a lot of concerns among colleagues in Australia and other countries about this new law. Yes, due to the pandemic, we cannot make the meeting face-to-face. Yeah, -face. But with the technology, we still have a chance to make collaboration. And we can run our collaboration, make plan together, have a meeting uh, with uh, our partner overseas. But of course, to have a more intense collaboration in doing the activity in the fields, it is very, very limited. For example, the collaboration in the field of geology, geodetics, and engineering, mostly uh, we have to make uh, field activities. And uh, we decide that after getting better uh, this pandemic, we will follow up our discussion virtually we already discussed to our partner that after the situation getting better, we will realize our collaboration with the activity face-to-face and doing the activities in the field and in the laboratory. And I know there's a, a lot of people outside of Indonesia just waiting for COVID to be more under control, for borders to open, to... Um, 
resume uh, in-person collaboration if possible. Of course, one of the concerns in this new science and technology laws, there are requirements about handing over primary data to government around fines and potential prison terms for overseas researchers. They're seen not to have obtained appropriate permissions to take samples out of the country or are seen to have violated regulations. Are you expecting an impact on your collaboration from those sorts of restrictions and potential punishments that the government has put in place? Of course, yeah. We expect the government will support the university to have stronger collaboration with our partner overseas because the collaboration will speed up our development. We can change the experience. We can use the laboratory from our partners. Also, a lot of activities we can do to make the faster development of our university. So the government should support the collaboration, the university, with our foreign partner. And for the government of Indonesia, I think the government support the university because the government want that the university in Indonesia make the more impact to the society. And with the collaboration, of course, we can help each other, we can learn each other to have or to give more impact to the society and also to leverage yeah, the rank of university level. I mean that the Indonesian university level in the world uh, because comparing to other ASEAN countries, the university uh, level of Indonesia university, I think, need faster improvement, yeah, uh, faster development. Yeah, and international collaboration is certainly part of that. It's not only the Indonesian government who perhaps has at times suspicions about international collaboration, places restrictions on it. In Australia at the moment, we're seeing a security debate swirling around Australian universities, particularly for collaboration with China, where although security officials in Australia don't name China, It's assumed that that is the key country they're talking about when we see them making statements like that academics could be inadvertently undermining the national interest and that foreign intervention is at the highest level since the Cold War. This has resulted in Australia in a Foreign Relations Act where universities now need to declare any sort of arrangement with overseas universities that the government judges to be substantially not autonomous from the governments of those countries. Has there been any equivalent of that sort of debate that we're having in Australia around international collaboration in Indonesia? Uh, Do you see concerns raised by the government or by society that technology might be stolen by foreign partners or might be used unethically? Or is that debate absent in Indonesia? I do think that we face the same situation in Indonesia. However, I agree that we always have to be careful in conducting international collaboration and in involving foreigners in uh, education, of course. And I agree that the main focus should be our people. We still need education. So it is not nice if we give opportunities to foreigners, but we ignore our people. Yeah. 
and with regrets to report. Yes, we need to provide our regular report to the government on our international collaboration. Once in a while, we also consult the government before doing collaboration with certain uh, countries. We just don't want to make mistake in doing collaboration. We understand, for example, our government has its own political position in conducting relationship with certain countries, and we have to make sure that what we do is in line with the position. And we frequently also discuss with the government officer relating this collaboration. And we frequently accept some suggestion yeah, from the government officer. For example, if you have a collaboration with your partner, please do this and so on. Have there been instances where the government would step in and say, don't proceed with that collaboration, um, we feel it's against the national interest, or is it not as direct as that? Yeah, not uh, until that situation, but the government officials tell us about the experience of some parties to have collaboration with this institution, with this foreign institution from this country. So please be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what part of the government are you dealing with who's making those sorts of suggestions? Is it the Ministry of Education? Is it the intelligence agencies? Um, how are those messages conveyed to universities? Uh, we sometimes discuss with the officer from the foreign ministry and also from the Ministry of Education, Culture and Research and Technology to make clear about the collaboration with certain partners from UGM. As the head of UGM, this may be a difficult question for you to answer. I mentioned in Australia, China seems a particular focus of the government. Are you able to say what sorts of countries are sensitive for Indonesian institutions to collaborate with? Yes, yes. And the same as yours. <laughs> because we know yeah, our partners from the country uh, not honest, <laughs> some, yeah, <laughs> compared to other. <laughs> You've mentioned there are suggestions or coming from government, uh, relaying experience of other institutions. Beyond that sort of contact, if you look at the perception of the Indonesian government of what should be achieved from international collaboration and you look at the goals of universities, do you think you're on the same page with the government? The government want to make collaboration, but the government also want the transfer of knowledge, transfer of technology. So please make the collaboration with the parties who willing to transfer the technology. So with the collaboration, we can master the technology from our partners. Then we can use for the development of our country. And just for the information that for mineral, for example, the Indonesia government plan not to export raw mineral, raw ore, for example. The mineral should be processed in Indonesia. So we need technology. And the technology can be adopted from the 
foreign technology. So we need collaboration with others. The government push us to make a lot of collaboration, but with balance, balance rule of our and our partners. Yeah. It's interesting to get a sense of the priorities, and as you say, transfer of technology being a key one for Indonesia. Perhaps just as a final question, you've raised the financial constraints that Indonesian universities face. There's a social responsibility about the level of fees to charge, for instance. What support do Indonesian universities need to make international collaboration a success? Is financial support, say, from the government or foreign partners, the key requirement? Yeah, of course, to run the collaboration, of course, funding, but also the flexible regulation uh, for the government to make collaboration. Also, we need that, so we can develop the scheme of collaboration with our foreign countries and how we seek for the funding of the collaboration. So, the funding not only come from the government. But by collaboration, we can also seek funding from other parties. So how we manage the funding, we can get, for example, it is need a flexible regulation for the government. That's an important point. And uh, Panwit, there's still a lot more I could ask you, but I'm afraid we're well and truly out of time. Thanks so much for joining us on Talk Indonesia today. It's been great. You're welcome, Dave. Maybe next time, yeah, uh, we can discuss about how we make the collaboration, especially collaboration between uh, Universitas Gajah Mada with the Melbourne Uni. Of course, already we have strong collaboration, especially from the Faculty of Social and Political Sciences Yeah, with Unilab. Uh, it's very strong. We certainly hope we can collaborate more. There's always more we can do. So thanks so much for joining us today, Pat Pan. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Professor Panut Muliono, Rector of Universitas Gajamada. Keep an eye out for the Policy in Focus tagline for future instalments in the Policy in Focus series of Talking Indonesia. Policy in Focus episodes are edited by Eric Van Bemmel and Kelvin Param and appear periodically in alternate weeks to regular Talking Indonesia episodes. Don't forget, you can find the entire archive of Talking Indonesia for free at the Indonesia at Melbourne blog or wherever you get your podcasts. As I foreshadowed last week also, this is the final instalment of Talking Indonesia for 2021. A huge thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in across the course of another difficult year. And of course, we'll be back bigger and better than ever in January 2022. Until then, this has been the Talking Indonesia podcast. Bye for now.